everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Bosch Fresh Game. I'm your host, the enlightened and excited Eddie V. Joining me is the Gallivating Galatrad himself, Mr. Jacob Taylor. What's going on, everybody? The devastating Dungeoneer, Mr. David Laxby. Happy Monday, everybody. And you guys, he is making his return. He's the one, the only, my bro him, my bro Chacho, my best friend, the one, the only boss man himself in the building, Mr. Corey Derry. Yes! I don't know if I deserve that much hype. That was a lot of, there was a lot of, a lot of hype there. You forgot bro Tato chip. You did, or Brokemon, <laughs> like I call you. Brokemon. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Ugh, I'm great. Thanks for asking, Ed. I got a lot of sleep last night, and by a lot, I mean I got like a good four and a half hours. It's awesome. Ooh, ooh good, good. What about you, David? How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. Yeah, I, I played lots of video games and got to catch up on some anime I've been watching, so it's good. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, before we get, went live, we were talking about Attack on Titan, and David got David got me because he was playing Elias Colonial Marines, and I fell out laughing, but I, I sent you a good yes, though. You know, I always always go to support, so I, I, I sent you a good <laughs> yes. Uh, Jacob, you have went through a terrible weather yeah, last man. week. I survived the apocalypse. <laughs> Oh, uh, you, you're, Texas is concerned. yeah, you're in Texas. You, you yeah. got, you got Ohio weather for a week. How do you feel? This is what uh, I've been doing I'm, with for, I don't know, how old am I? 34 years. How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, man. I'm your boy. Your boy is the luckiest man alive because nothing went wrong with my house. So I'm, I'm, I am a okay. The worst I had was I had to be without internet for like a couple of days. Oh no. Hotspotted for my phone. So how'd you do that? hotspot from the phone i just couldn't stream which was a huge bummer because i was stuck at home with no work but i couldn't stream which is my other job so i'm like well guess i just have no income coming that's fine oh, no. well everybody we're going to get into some quick housekeeping because we got a special plug for you guys this is episode 234 of nintendo power block podcast each and every week we come together to talk about games and everything we love about them with our friends you could join us live on monday at 8 30 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash games live and be a part of the conversation but if you can't join us live no big deal you can head over to youtube.com slash games and brushrushgames.com to watch the show or listen on your podcast service of choice remember to subscribe follow rate and review wherever you consume us it helps us with our discoverability and check out our family shows wherever you listen to your podcast and also everybody join us on our discord channel where you can also join into the chat now i got to like make this announcement because this is literally huge a big milestone if you guys are not watching crossroads the playstation podcast what are you not what are you doing you guys need to check it out go ahead and like Subscribe to them on subscribe to them. Uh, follow them on Twitch at uh, I mean sorry. Follow them on Twitter at uh, ps underscore crossroads because you guys, <clears throat> crossroads is going to have the voice actor of Leon S Kim Kennedy, uh, Nick Apostol uh, uh, I think that is. Please forgive me. Um, he's going to be in the house press square with the crew uh, this coming Tuesday night on 8 p.m. Uh, and Laurent uh, put on his thing. Uh, Laurent put on his quote. She want that you overgrown son of a bitch. <laughs> so whoa, like, 
<laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, this is uh, uh, th- that kind of podcast. But uh, everybody, do go check out Exodus eight hundred three on Twitch. Go follow his page and subscribe to him. You know, get the notifications, everything, because this is a huge milestone. Him, Austin, and Nelly, they will be talking with them about all things Resident Evil, um, and probably get to know his gaming and everything, and how he does voice acting. So really do tune in to you guys. It's very important. Um, you guys will be able to join into the chat with them live and ask questions, um, or if not, if you follow them on Twitter at p- uh, PS underscore Crossroads, you'll be able to drop some questions there um, that you want to ask them. It's going to be a live recording. Do jump in. Um, we here at Nintendo Power Block congratulate them. We're going to be supporting them. We're going to be plugging a lot on our pages, hopefully, and on our uh, Nintendo Power Block page um, so that you guys remember to tune in and watch the episode because this is big. Uh, congratulations to them for this 25th episode. Uh, uh, Crossroads, just really happy and proud of all the work that they do. Um, and shout out to Nettie uh, being able to get him on the show. Um, she she works hard and diligently behind the scenes for the show. So uh, congrats to them with that. Uh, you guys do check it in and watch it and just have fun with the PlayStation crew. Laugh along with them and just enjoy that time uh, with Nick and everything. But with that, everybody out the way, it's time to get to our one of our favorite parts, and that is Snack Tendo. Corey, you have been gone for a while. So, what has been on your Snack Tendo? Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I, I, my, my wife's mom made some uh, nice you know, veggie egg rolls tonight, like homemade. Just it was, they were really, they were really good, really good. Uh, dipped them in some boom boom sauce, you know, just to spice it up a little bit. It was really, it was really good. Also, also this weekend, Ed, I had some killer rice paper, just Indonesian fried rice with some chicken and shrimp. Oh, yes. Oh, I ate, I ate like a king this weekend. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, and last night we made we made hamburgers, homemade hamburgers. Then I then I look at myself. I'm wonder why I'm so large, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. That's let me tell you, dude. Oh. Oh, dude, rice paper. If you're ever in Akron, Ohio, you need to find rice paper and just just, just shovel it in, man, because it's delicious. <laughs> and the good thing is they gave me they gave me an extra half a piece of chicken and three extra pieces of shrimp. <laughs> you hit the jackpot. I did. Man. It was amazing. <laughs> oh. Oh, and that and the rice. It's like it's they fry the rice in red curry so it has a little bit of spice to it. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, I gotta tell you, it was delicious. It was delightful, delightful. Yes, yes, yes. Jacob, what have you been snacking on? What Man. Have you been snacking on? <laughs> so Texas just went through the apocalypse, in that we are we're barely set up to deal with like half an hour of ice on the road, and we had an entire week of snow, heavy snow and ice, which is insane. Global warming and climate is a thing. Climate change is a thing. Uh, but so I sent a picture to the pal block group. Uh, there's nothing on the shelves. I was, I went grocery shopping today. Like I usually do. I've been trying to go grocery shopping. I usually go on Sunday. There's been nothing. And, 
I was lucky enough to get out with like bread and hard salami and cheddar cheese, like slices of, of hard cheddar, sharp cheddar cheese, man. So that's like I I think the most exciting thing that I ate this past week was probably the kolaches that I eat every Saturday from the local donut store, like mm-hmm. the, this place that's near me, two minutes away from me. Um, and that's it. It's been it's been incredibly incredibly barren in my snack tendo world yes 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 david what have you been snacking on oh the best thing i ate this week uh we made some uh thai rainbow peanut noodles with like chopped up bell peppers and um sriracha peanut sauce Mm a little bit of sesame seeds on top and i just oh i love it anything like thai peanut flavored is my favorite so that was great you're one of those people, the peanut people. Oh, That's yes. Amazing. Yes, please. Mm. Peanut everything. Mm. Everybody always makes fun of me because I don't, I'm not, I don't like, I don't like peanut anything. What about like a peanut buster parfait? Like, no, uh, mm. no, no, peanut butter and anything is just not good. I don't like peanut butter. This is my thing. I don't like peanut butter. <laughs> it, okay. I like, I like peanut butter, but it's got to be a very specific type of peanut butter. It's got to be. It has to be Peter Pan honey peanut butter, okay? <laughs> and I can only eat it on toast, like, like toasted bread. You toast. can't even have like a no, sandwich. It's got to be on toast. Can't, can't. Wow. Yeah, I'm weird. I'm weird. Okay, I, I get it. I know I'm weird. It's not even the weirdest thing I don't like. Okay. Wait, so you don't even like Reese's peanut butter cups? No. No. Dude. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday during Corey's standard definition podcast, I had to resign from Boss Rush, uh, <laughs> Boss Rush Games, and Boss Rush Network because of some controversial information they were throwing out. Uh, they didn't yeah, know, what? Like Skyward Sword. Oh, look. Okay, look. I I promised that I would. First of all, but first not of all, liking Reese's is the last straw. First of all, <laughs> go, go back about six, God. sixty or seventy episodes when Ed and I. We're talking about Skyward Sword, and I said if they ever ported to the Switch, they could. It, if they don't want to do motion controls, they could just put the sword swipes on the stick, and everybody would be fine. Guess what? A year and a half later, we're here. Guess what happens? Hmm. Oh, I no think Onuma is like our it. biggest. I can fan. already hear the complaints. I can already hear the complaints of the the stick not working. Joy-Con drift. I can hear it. Great. You know what? I'm gonna get new Joy Cons, and I don't care. Fair enough. Maybe Fair we'll enough. just get that Switch Pro at some point, and then I'll play it then. Hmm. In other Ed, words. what have you been snacking on? Yeah, Ed. So, <laughs> uh, so I've been snacking on some beef lo mein, uh, <laughs> fried rice. I, I can't help got a place called China Kitchen, and I cannot stop eating there. I just love their beef lo mein. Just $7 for, like, this big fat of noodles and rice and like it hypnotizes me and just like, I want more. I literally want more. And then it'll put me to sleep for a good five six hours and i get up and be like i want some more of this um i've been eating some of the uh cheetos uh, jalapeno cheddar jalapenos uh truly love been eating that and just been drinking some fiji water and having a banana you know i have i've been trying to you know lessen my uh fast food intake and trying to eat healthy and everything um but i will run through some sushi in like a heartbeat you throw some sushi in front of me and i will run it if you put some wasabi on it please don't put too much on it uh other than that 
I I could I could do some wasabi. I can't do much. That's uh, oh, so good on it. sushi though. You just and put that ginger. You just put that that palate. Dude, look. Okay, so I do what I do is take my fork and I just like rub it in the wasabi and then I stick it into the sushi because I'm white <laughs> and I can't use chopsticks. So I just like rub it all around, stab mm-hmm. stab the sushi, just put What's it in it? my mouth, and it's like a it's like a it's like a cleansing. You know, like, like a <laughs> yeah, it's like it just, oh, it's so good, man. Just see, feels good. See, it's like the Irish. It's it's oh, like it's like when you go put ahead. too much Arby sauce on an Arby's sandwich. And you just put too much. It's got that same <laughs> cleansing feeling. That's what it is, man. It feels so good, so good. I, what I will say that I did have some McDonald's. I was going to try the spicy chicken, but I'm just like I was so tired after work. I'm like I just need something to eat right now, and I just like got me two cheeseburgers and was just out the and I was out. I'm like I don't feel like having them make stuff, and you know, and and that McDonald's has a everything. spicy chicken sandwich. They no, spicy. they have their spicy nuggets. Oh. Uh, came back. Um, they do. Ha- they do have a spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, they may still have the spicy McChicken there um, for it. But also, you know, shout out mix mix your wasabi and your soy sauce. See, I can't. I I, I put so much soy sauce on my sushi, like I literally drown it because I can't. You want some sushi it. with that soy sauce, Ed? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I'm if I go to my regular sushi place, I gotta see if they're back open. Uh, they put in a little uh, dipping pan, and I'll dip it and eat it there um, uh, with that. Um, other than that, because uh, I, I, it's weird. When I go out for sushi, I'll eat the sushi regular, like dipping and stuff, and I'll save my miso soup for last. And then uh, take my time with that good old miso soup because, man, miso soup is so, it's the bomb big. It really is the bomb big and everything. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's what I've been stacking on for my snack tendo. So everybody, uh, you know, let us know what you guys been stacking on. You guys can put it on the chat or hit us up on our Discord, uh, Nintendo Pop, uh, Pop channel or our snack tendo channel on Discord and let us know what you guys been snacking on. Or is there some new food that we should be looking forward to and trying? I'm up to try some new food and everything, new snacks and get back to everybody. Um, but we're going to get into our game fact events now. Uh, Dan was going to deliver the game fact events, but he wasn't even going to. He uh, wasn't able to make it, so hopefully everything is okay on his side. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about Zelda's anniversary, um, and I kind of want to ask you guys: When was your first encounter with the Zelda franchise, uh, Jacob? What was your first time encountering the Zelda franchise? My first encounter would have been the Legend of Zelda on the NES from my brother's console. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a really little kid, my first encounter that I I got to play as as Link was uh, a link to the past on my grandma's SNES that she had for whenever we came to spend summers with her. But then my first and my most favorite game of all time is Link's Awakening. That's the first ever just game in general that I beat without any guides, without any like older siblings, cousins telling me like, how do I get back past this part? You know, mom, dad helped me with this. Um, And that game is like, I play it every single year. I replay it. I love the new remake that just came out. Um, Yeah, that would, that would be my first Hmm. All right, David. What was your first encounter with the Legend of Zelda series? 
Well, similar to Jacob, it was on the NES playing the original. I borrowed it from the the neighbor kid down the street, and he gave me these complicated instructions about making sure I didn't delete his game. Because if you remember, you had to hold the reset button down when you turned it off for the NES uh, on the Zelda games, or it would delete the game file. Uh, speaking of a game fact, uh, and of course, I, that was too hard for me, so I erased all of his his progress and had to then get it back for him before I returned the game so he didn't know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was that was kind of a trial by fire. And, I, and I, I definitely loved the original, you know, Legend of Zelda in NES, but A Link to the Past was when I just completely fell in love with the series and decided that that, that was the game for me. And uh, like, like Jacob said with Link's Awakening, I play A Link to the Past probably once or twice a year. All right. What about you, Corey? How did you get into the series uh well my f- the first time i played zelda was uh link's awakening on game boy uh i didn't have a super nintendo i was a genesis kid mm, one of the, one of those mistakes uh <laughs> but i did play ocarina of time on the nintendo 64 was like my real first real zelda experience i played Link- i played link of the past right I've, t- I've i think i've told the story on this show before where I was playing it, but I didn't know like what Zelda was, right? I didn't know there were dungeons. I just thought you were going to go walk around and like murder stuff with a sword. So like I knew where the beach was. I knew I got lost in the woods with a sword. And then I kind of just like, Oh, I don't know what this game is. So I'm going to go back and play Ninja Turtles. Like a, like a, like a, <laughs> like a real gamer. Uh, but Ocarina of Time was like my first real Zelda g- experience. Uh, mm-hmm. And, this is an embarrassing story as well. I I I was playing the game. I did. I was you know just kind of like just playing it. Whatever. I I didn't use a guide or anything. I got to the got to the shadow temple, and I was trying to figure out how to beat it. I was getting really frustrated. I I couldn't figure it out, so I turned it off and I started playing something else. I. I don't know what I was playing at the time. Started playing something else. Majora's Mask came out. I loved Majora's Mask. Loved, loved, loved Majora's Mask. Okay. Beat it in a weekend, by the way. I went and rented it. Oh, wow. Beat it in a weekend. And I was like, man, this is awesome. I need to go back to Ocarina of Time. I bought... Not only did I buy Majora's Mask, I bought the guide for Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And I... I Played Majora's Mask again. And I found all the masks. I, I like 100% of it. It was like my proudest gaming moment at the time. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Went back to Ocarina of Time. I was like, okay, got the guide. I know I know how to play Zelda because I've been playing Majora's Mask. Didn't know you had to go back in time. Didn't know you could go back in time. In Ocarina of Time. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't read. No, I didn't use a guide. No, but I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sheik tells you that, doesn't she, David? Can you? Can you? I'm pretty sure. I, it's been a while since I played through Ocarina of Time, which is one of my least favorite Zeldas. <gasps> yeah. What? It's, <laughs> it's like a middle of the road what? Zelda for me too. Oh no! And, and, and you can't talk with your bashing on Majora's Mask. So but, okay, <laughs> we got oh, you no, outnumbered no, here. Oh no! So. so I get the shade for Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> And you don't like Ocarina of Time, but I love Ocarina of Time. Uh, how, how it's it... okay. It's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> we have this discussion all the time. You're allowed to be wrong. We've had this discussion for seven years at this point. 
<laughs> I, I just I cannot believe that that is your it lead. Is, oh, it is the most overrated Zelda game out there, Thank and it's you. not even close. Really, it, the, the hype that that game gets for like the mediocre experience it provides, oh. it it kills me. The shade and the attack on me. Look, he he works for a real Zelda website, so we can we can believe him. <laughs> you wouldn't have Majora's Mask if you didn't have Ocarina of Time. That's true, and That's it's fair. a better game than yeah. Ocarina of Time. It is a better game. What? It's no, a way it's... better game. The shade, the shade of it all. The 3DS. The shade, the shade of it what all. What was your first moment, Ed? I am a a gasp. Ed, what was your first moment? Mine was the actual the first Legend of Zelda. I remember uh, when the game came out, having to go cartridge. Uh, I would used to watch my brother and his friend play, but uh, when I got my own copy, I was able to put it in, and I like finished it within like two like two days. Um, even though I had school and stuff to go through, it didn't take me long to beat it, and I like definitely enjoyed it. And ever since Legend of Zelda has came out with a game, I got it. Besides Majora's Mask, I played Majora's Mask a little bit later on um, because like I fell in love with Ocarina of Time, like the Z targeting, those dungeons, and like the music and everything, and realizing that this was a new chapter of the Legend of Zelda. Um, even after playing uh, seasons of the Game Boy ones and I was just like wow this is just amazing but yeah the regular Legend of Zelda when it came out um, that was my first one I I think I put it in the Discord chat that when you hear the Legend of Zelda music like the intro for the NES do you hum along or do you press start uh, shout out to Leron because he like he listens to the music and everything uh, but what did you guys and then we're gonna move on uh, to our news uh, Femi news um, did you guys listen to the music of the NES version when it first came on did you uh, did you hum along or did you just like okay just press start and then get into the adventure uh, Jacob uh, I pressed start. I was a, I was a small child. I got into the adventure. I didn't even care. I didn't know what a pixel was. I I knew I could swing a sword at people, so that's what <laughs> I did. Uh, what about you, uh, Corey? Ah, uh, just just go, man. I just press start. Let's just go. He was a Sega kid. Yeah, so. dude. dude. I was too busy <laughs> playing. Gotta go fast. I was too busy playing Hyperstone Heist and Rocket Knight Adventures. Okay, I don't have time for your. <laughs> if it- yeah, your Zelda tune. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, I I listen to it. I edit. Uh, I still get kind of you know goosebumps when I when I hear it now, just because it you know as a kid that just ca- like it stimulated my imagination and it, it captivated me for sure. I'd watch all the way to the end of the credits and look at all the items and. Yeah, I listen to the music like as I press start, I listen to it, uh, read the story, watch the items. It's just like hearing it, it's 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 just such a classic iconic tune. And no I think it's along with Mario, I think it's one of the most universal theme songs that you could probably ask people, be like, have you heard this? And someone would be like, yeah, that's from The Legend of Zelda. Probably in the gaming community, yes. Um, people would know what it is. And it's been remixed and, like, orchestrated so many times that even if, uh, when you... Down. Yeah, the uh, Symphony of the Goddess, like, hearing that, hearing them play is just mind-blowing good. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, to this very day, one of my favorite theme musics of any video game to hear uh so 
But everybody, we're going to jump into Femi News. David, take it away. All right. Thanks, Ed. Well, our first story tonight, Evergate physical release spotted on Amazon Spain. So this is from Gamatsu uh, via NintendoEverything.com. The platformer Evergate released on the Switch eShop in August as a digital exclusive. Now it appears the game may be getting a physical version. Gamatsu reported that a physical release was listed on Amazon Spain for approximately 30 euros or 37 US dollars. The listing comes complete with box art and a release date of March 31, 2021. None of this is confirmed, but the addition of box art would hint at this listing being legit. So we may be seeing an announcement on this sometime in the future. All right, panel, so for consideration, sometimes these listings end up being little more than placeholders for potential releases. What do you think of this listing? Are we getting a physical release of Evergate? Is this physical release merited? So I know I've played a little bit of Evergate. I know that, um, Ed, you have as well. Um, Ed, why don't you go ahead and get us started? What do you think of this story? You buying it? I think it's true, and I think people are going to double dip uh, in it. I've there's so many like games that come out digitally um, that if you love it, it's such a good game. People would double dip. This is the double dip indie thing for Switch for physical games, and every game is just so good. Um, and having this box. Uh, copy, you know, it's one of the things that people going to make collectors and other people get to it. Um, get to it. So I believe that it's true. Um, if this is a placeholder, uh, I think we'll probably be waiting for a, a official announcement for it. But I'm excited. Once it drops, I'm I'm going to be I, I'm buying it. Like I gotta have this. Mm-hmm. I'll spend the forty dollars or thirty five or whatever they charge for it because it's such a great game. And having that physical on it, you know, is not as only it's not only support, but it's making my switch library grow. Uh, thanks, Ed. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely. I, I wish Dan was here to talk about it. I know this is a game that he's really passionate about. Maybe mm-hmm. he can uh, chime in later on, on Twitter. Uh, Jacob or um, Corey, have either of you played Evergate? And do you have thoughts on this story? Uh, I haven't played it. Uh, I do. This this game does seem popular enough to warrant a. a physical release even if it's through limited run or super rare or whatever uh like most indie games i'm sure it's going to be 39.99 so that price point kind of matches up you know i I think this game is did a lot better than most people thought it would i think people who are into indies this is probably a must play right uh it's it's on my wish list i do want to play it at some point uh but yeah, I mean, most indie, most popular indie games are getting physical releases, right? They just announced the Hades one in the direct, so uh, this wouldn't surprise me if this got a physical release. We've seen less popular games get physicals, so. Jacob, any thoughts? I can't speak on the game, um, but I do know. So, as a as like a from my knowledge of the gaming industry i would say march 31st is absolutely just a placeholder it's the end of q1 of the of the fiscal year or q4 depending on when you start your fiscal year uh, it's also a wednesday which is very games usually release either on tuesday or friday depending on if they're nintendo published or everyone else published and as far as it getting a physical release p cube is the publisher and they've got like cat quest and some other ones they're pretty big they're pretty like decently sized publisher that it doesn't it doesn't surprise me like 
that it's mm-hmm. a that it is a physical release. Whether or not the game warrants it, whether like the popularity of it warrants it, I don't know. I, I haven't really followed it too much. I was uh, much to Dan's chagrin, possibly. I was one of the people that saw it and was like, "Oh, it's it's uh, Celeste meets Ori in the Blind Forest." So uh, I t- turned away from it, um, but. Yeah, it's, I, I definitely think it's a placeholder, and, and I do think we'll be seeing it because of the publisher. I think that it's just a matter of time before they get it out the door. Well, that's a great point about the date. I think uh, that's a little bit of a red flag for me. I, we've seen so many stories, whether it's about Zelda or other games, of, hey, there's a, tr- a trademark's been filed. You know, Amazon posted it, and 99 out of 100 times it ends up being nothing, but... Um, I do think this game has done well enough to to warrant it. Uh, my last thought on this, I'll just say, <clears throat> if it does get a physical release, I think it's yet another success story for indie games on Switch in that, you know, it was already, you know, they don't need Switch, obviously, but Switch has given such a wider audience reach mm-hmm. for these indie games, and it, I think it just continues to bode well for that that business model for indie publishers and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think the Switch is, I would argue the backbone of the switch is the indie scene, right? I mean, like obviously every Nintendo platform has great first party games, but first party games can't carry you alone. We saw that with the Wii U, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I think the back, the, the indie scene on switch is like every, like remember how well the Vita did because of how, you know, the, the, the indie scene there and people are always talking about these great games on steam, and the switch is kind of like the obviously the evolution of what the Vita was trying to do, mixed with you know you can you can literally link your Steam game to your Switch, right? I mean it, it's not just indies anymore either. It's like The Witcher and XCOM and and you know uh, Civ, Civ Five or Six. It's like it's it's the perfect match. So yeah, indies are gonna this this game's gonna do great physically Corey, that's that's a really good point it, it makes me wonder you know if the the vault of history ever opens on nintendo um and we get a look behind the scenes i wonder if there will be company discussions about what went wrong with the wii u and a focus on having this indie experience on the switch because your point about it being the backbone i think is a really interesting one and mm-hmm. especially perhaps, you know, I'm it's better hardware right but yeah especially because like the Wii U was notoriously hard to, to to develop for or port things to, right? I mean, they right. they had to secure the the time exclusive for for Shovel Knight, right? Like that was like the the indie for Wii U, and uh, yeah, I would love to hear a post more on Wii U at some point, or somebody write a book about it at some point. But I don't I don't know if it'll ever happen because Nintendo's so tight lipped about everything, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had this conversation with Ed too. It's like the Switch is the literal embodiment of what I think they wanted the Wii U to be, right? Where it's the handheld that you can play on your TV and you can play it and watch TV, you know, something but like the Wii U is just like it felt like the like R&D was like we need to put something out that's kind of powerful while we work on the real <laughs> version. Right. You know, uh but is I it, still is, is... my Wii U still hooked up over here like I I have to leave it hooked up because Xenoblade X and Twilight Princess are still on the Wii U, so I have to keep it hooked up. And it's weird because Wii U is kind of like the birthplace, in a sense, for a lot of indies before they came to Switch because PlayStation and Microsoft seeing slowly started to drift away with it. And when 
I don't know. I, I feel like Xbox has kind of gotten back into it with the ID at Xbox stuff. I feel like they're well, they're pretty well, strong, no. especially with like a bunch of games debuting on Game Pass now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, I think their presence like on 360 was bigger than it was on Xbox One, and probably in the future, hopefully, like they promote more on Series X. But it's just like when when a lot of indies were hitting Wii U, you were you were expecting all of these games to hit it like that and seeing a lot of stuff being on Wii U for indies. And then when Switch came... See, I don't think the Wii U was great for indies at all. Like, uh, they they made it there later, but, like, mm-hmm. that platform was so notoriously difficult to, to develop for that it, it's, like... That's why I come... Like, besides the, uh, <laughs> the system not selling well, that was, like, 80% of the reason why third parties didn't support the consoles because it was so hard to develop for. Which was weird because it's just like, well, it's it was running Unreal Engine three. That was a lot of games, but it running wasn't on. wandering it running it well because of the architecture of the console. Yeah. All right, we better go on to our next <laughs> story here. Here you, you go. Know, tangents. Great discussion. I, it was making me think about how much I love my Wii U now, but the 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 ta- the gaming tablet is just it just kills me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I did put. 75 hours into Black Flag and about 30 into Arkham Origins on that thing. I have a lot of third-party Wii U games, Mm -hmm. but a lot of that was because we were covering it for Power Block in the early days, right? Like, I think... I think the biggest game at the time was, like... I think Wind Waker was coming, and, like, we had just... One of our first episodes was about the Breath of the Wild trailer before it was called Breath of the Wild, right? Like, it was... Where Link was a girl. Yeah. And, and yeah, everybody's like, it's like a girl. His hair's different. His nose is shaped different. He doesn't look like Link. Yep. Guess what? All it's right. Like... We need to have a postmortem Wii U doc mode sometime then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and put that in the notes because I think that would be a great segment. So. Oh, trust me. We have a. We, I put it in the notes. I got, it. I got you down. All right, speaking of Zelda, this is straight from the Nintendo eShop. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD is uh, will support Amiibo. So the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD eShop shows Amiibo support uh, on the download screen. What this means for current and future Zelda Amiibo is not yet known. So a brief uh, check-in with the panel here. Any predictions? Will we be getting a new Amiibo for the game or reusing previous Amiibos, such as the Skyward Sword Link Amiibo? Many have already pointed out that the Wolf Link Amiibo lets fans spawn the legendary creature in Breath of the Wild. What might a Loftwing Amiibo let players do in Breath of the Wild 2? So lots to think about here uh, with the announcement of Skyward Sword HD. Corey, we'll uh, let you have first crack at it. What do you think? I think that around the time that Skyward Sword comes out, they're going to reissue those 30th anniversary amiibo of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all the Zelda ones are going to be... Because like, in Breath of the Wild, if if you use any Zelda one, it gives you a bunch of great stuff. And if you use any other ones, right, it's just like, here's an apple or a rusty sword or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, But all the Zelda ones give you fantastic stuff mm-hmm. to use. Uh, I would see a similar situation here. Although I my ten hours of Skyward Sword, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to give you, right? Like I, I just, uh, you know, I I'm excited. I think I think we're going to get a reissue of those 30th anniversary ones, though, for sure. Uh, especially the Skyward Sword one. I bet I I would put my switch on the line for the, to to tell you that. You know, I think we're going to get those. So I mean, they already reissued the. 
uh, champions for for high uh, right. high warriors. So I don't see why they wouldn't do that for this, especially because like a lot of people are really itching for some Zelda now, and amiibos sell you know three weeks before they even come out sell out. Right. So I mean, it's uh, <laughs> I think that's a no brainer. I think all these. I bet I bet you get cool. Maybe they add some stuff like cool outfits. Like maybe you can play as Breath of the Wild Link in this game at some point, or. Uh, you know, just something unique like that. Jacob is a big Zelda fan. Any any predictions from you? Can I actually go last on this one? Because I've no. got a yeah. lot to talk about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go go for Ed. Jump in there. What do you think? Um, I, this is not surprising. Um, that they will have amiibo support for it. They got a lot of Zelda amiibo on it, and amiibo still does a big business for Nintendo. So complimenting Skyward Sword HD with some new Zelda or some re-released Zelda Amiibos. It's just, it just works. What we're going to get, maybe, you know, a powerful sword, maybe some new content. Um, uh, just, we'll, we'll probably be getting something that will help the adventure to help you be, be a little bit more powerful and stuff. Kind of almost like Twilight Princess HD when you have the Wolf Amiibo um, and you were able to use that in Breath of the Wild. I, it's I, I'm not surprised by this. Um, I'm more shocked about like what are you gonna, which amiibo are you gonna be using in this game, and how are how are you gonna use it? Like, are we gonna get actual Skyward Sword amiibo in it? That's what I want to see. And if you do, can I please get the big penguin thing that you uh, meet <laughs> when you land on? Oh, you mean Kong Dedede, the Loftwing? Yeah. No, you mean King Dedede, the greatest <laughs> penguin of all time. I don't know about the about King Dedede. You say that now until you lose in Smash, Ed. Oh, to shit. me, my girl, my girl Samus is top tier mm. queen. Mm. Uh, all right, all right, Jacob, t- t- rescue us from this. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this as fast as I can to try and cut out some time. But I've got a prediction for what I a pie in the sky dream and a what I actually think Nintendo will give us. Pie in the sky <laughs> would be that they so in the trailer for Breath of the Wild two we saw Hyrule Castle start to lift out of the ground. So pie in the sky would be that they create a Loftwing amiibo, amiibo mm-hmm. Link riding it similar to the Wolf Link. And, uh, uh, for Twilight Princess and you get a Loftwing that you can fly around because they're going to introduce some sort like you get Link's Loftwing like you got Epona with the uh, with the Smash Brothers Link amiibo right um, mm. I don't think they're going to do that I think they're going to re-release I think they're going to re-release just the Skyward Sword Link Boo. Uh, I don't think they're going to re-release any of the other ones unless they do other games and then they'll tie those into the, the re-release of that those amiibo and I think it is possible that we get a Zelda in the version of Skyward Sword, in the, and we might even get a demise because they do they do like to do a with I think Wind Waker it was that you could put the Ganon amiibo and he would make the game harder, I believe. Don't quote me on that. And then the Link amiibo would like give you hearts, and I think the Zelda amiibo did something as well. But That's what I need I a harder do, game. I do think that they will that they will release a re-release the skyward sword link and that they will release a zelda in skyward sword style amiibo and then possibly a demise amiibo i think that would be the coolest thing or uh the uh the left wing no 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 the the big dude bruce no, uh, the the with the with the feet that you have to fight three times walking oh, up. God. i can't remember <laughs> yeah. its name 
<laughs> like the, the eternal the, 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 yeah. yeah imprisoned yeah they might release one of those but the i i love the loftwing idea i love that the community's jumping on this i don't see nintendo doing it because nintendo doesn't really celebrate zelda as much as they <laughs> can, can, I, can they I don't celebrate can, anything except for mario like can it's I just get, like no red hat no sale can i get the fee amiibo like i want i want fee like yeah. from sky resort so i could just like just seeing that like a crystal clear blue um like plastic and you know what would be cool is that if you put your amiibo on your switch it makes a sound effect so if you put the sky off it makes like a bird call and stuff mm-hmm. then you know that it's coming on or uh feature say hello or something like that like i would yeah yeah i like Tap B to the switch, and it tells you how close to dead your Joy Cons are. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh my god! I I agree with you though, Jacob. I want to I want to I want a Zelda one. Like the that's like as much as I didn't really care to play that game. I loved the story. Like mm-hmm. I love the story, and I think that's like besides if Breath you... of the Wild Zelda, I think that's like the best incarnation of Zelda they've done. Yeah. Uh, she's it, so cheerful it, it... and just like fun and and ju- she's just the coolest uh, i would love to have an amiibo of, of zelda that if zelda. you love if you love legend of zelda as a series and you have not played skyward sword you need to play skyward sword because it has one of the best it has possibly the best story in any zelda game yes mm-hmm. like and the, their relationship their friendship their their journey together it's amazing is amazing it's like actually heart-wrenching mm. I, I would agree with what you all said, and I, I love the pie in the sky idea, Jacob. I, I would do anything to be able to ride a, a loft wing around. Awesome. Um, I do think that there's a good chance that we get um, the Skyward Sword version of Zelda as an amiibo, just because of the Breath of the Wild Zelda amiibo sold so well. And uh, also the, the Wind Waker Zelda as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that seems to be something that they're open to. I love the idea of a demise um, amiibo, and my my pie in the sky dream is that the uh, internal product character for the final Smash Bros character is demise oh, as a completely so separate character from Ganon. But uh, you know that's never happening. So it'll be some random game we've never heard of. So what about the <laughs> other villain? Uh, Gary. Uh, yeah. I, he would be great too, especially as a Smash Bros. character, and I could see them doing an amiibo for him. He'd for be sure. a, yeah. he'd be a fan fra- favorite amiibo. People mm-hmm. love Gearheem, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want a Vadi amiibo before we get a Gearheem amiibo. So. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to our next story. Um, so. In the U.S., Nintendo-led gaming industry TV ad impressions over a recent the recent 30-day period. So this is from Sicker at MyNintendoNews.com. Quote, VentureBeat and iSpot TV are reporting that during the period of the 16th of January to the 15th of February, Nintendo topped video game ad impressions in the United States. Nintendo advertisements in the USA accounted for a hefty 79.3% of TV ad impressions for the video game industry. The Kyoto-based company had 307.3 million TV ad impressions, which were generated by 15 commercials that ran over 1,700 times. The big game, which was advertised, of course, was Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury for the Nintendo Switch, which launched this month worldwide. And the top five companies for video game advertisements in the United States for that time period was number one, Nintendo, 
two Gamefly, three PlayStation, four Nordius, and five Milestone. So, uh, panel, we'll start with Ed this time. Nintendo has been dominating in sales for an extended period of time. Why has the company suddenly decided to put so much of their resources into advertising? What is the strategy here, and does it signal a shift or a new phase in the company's business plan? What do you think, Ed? They they want to meet their goal of you know hitting a certain number of switches and when people are hearing good things about it and when people are, are uh you know seeing this commercial to be like hey this is a new way to play games that you guys could go out and play hitting the hardcore and capture at the same time they just be like we're going to market our product out there because it's more available for people to get and it's a big hit in the gaming community come into our ecosystem and find out what we're all about why people love our product so they're going Going hard with uh, advertising this because they know that if something is catching their eye and it can get people on board, they're gonna uh, they're gonna go as hard as they can. Um, with this strategy here, you know they they're taking advantage of it. They're seeing the sales go up. They're meeting. Uh, we talked we talked about their sales projections and how kind of they exceeded them so mm-hmm. if they want to hit that goal they got to go hard on this marketing if no one else is going to be like marketing their system and stuff nintendo's going to take that space and do it and they know that if they could get one of their first party games in your hand and it catches your eye they're going to market that hard you know even on even on twitter and stuff like They'll sometimes be like, it's National Dog Day. Here's Poochie from Yoshi. And then they'll have Yoshi's uh, Crafted World right by it. So they're doing like kind of cool things to market some of their stuff. And they'll be like, oh, that is, that's a cool amiibo. That goes to that game? I never heard of it. Let me go check it out. People could go on YouTube on Nintendo's page, watch it, and be like, oh, okay. And they'll go out, maybe go get the game and stuff. So Nintendo's just trying to use ways to get more people to come into their ecosystem and buy their system. And, you know, this is a good way to do it. Well, they certainly are the masters of creating merchandise with their products. But this is a change in strategy. They have not been at the top of the advertising heap before. Mm-hmm. Corey, any thoughts about why now, especially when Switches are already selling so much? I think they're maybe they're starting to see like maybe not the the end of the road for Switch, but like I think maybe they're starting to see where the Switch could possibly plateau a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they're trying to get a little bit extra oomph out of the products that they have now. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to sell them now because in the fall we're getting a Switch Pro and they want to move that product. Right, I, and I'm not just saying that because I want to switch pro. I'm like, if you want, if your product is selling so well, why would you start, uh, you know, advertising so much right now when your product is the has been the leading product and for like what 27 of the last 28 months, right? Like, why right. would you start doing that now? And the only thing that I can really think of is like, you want to move units because you're about to put a new product out in the fall. And the less inventory you have to remove off of shelves, the better or repackage or rebrand or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, that's, that's what I can think of. Also like the kids, the big game, right. Is, is a great way to get a lot of eyes on, on your product. Right. So, right. I mean, that's, that's obviously a big thing, but to me, it's like, we don't have any huge games on the horizon as of right now. I mean, Mario Golf aside, guys, <laughs> there's not, there's not like a huge 
triple A new game for the foreseeable future. So like they got to be moving product to put out a new one, right? Like that's that's all like that's all my marketing brain can think right. of is like that's what they're doing. So I that has me curious as well. I, I do looking at some of the other evidence that seems to be popping up on the the newswire about rumors of Switch Pro and stuff. I I do wonder if they're trying to 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 clean house now. I also wonder a little bit about it being the final quarter, financial quarter, and if if they mm-hmm. know they've had a really awesome year, if they're trying to just knock it out of the park with this last little bit. Uh, Jacob, did you have any thoughts on this story? I, I'm actually going a different route with this, um, and part of it's to throw shade, but also because it's just kind of the truth. Sony and Microsoft are going to market what? We have no games and good luck finding <laughs> our systems? Like, it might not be a matter of, of Sony and Microsoft not putting as much as Nintendo, but more just them putting less. And Nintendo pushing the same amount like they always do, but because Sony and Microsoft backed off so much, mm-hmm. Nintendo rose up. Yeah, it's, they did. Microsoft did say, like, we're not going to advertise until we have this thing on the market, right? Like, we'll advertise mm-hmm. Game Pass, but, like, we don't. Like their big game is Halo, and it comes out in the fall. And they Phil Spencer already came out and said we're not going to have product on the shelves till at least s- summer, right? Also, mm-hmm. to Laurent's point in the chat, they do have two special edition consoles out right now with the Mario one and the Monster Hunter one coming, right? So that might be a little bit of it, but we are Laurent. We and yeah, because we are going to get that Monster Hunter in America in the U.S. Um, but no, like I. <sighs> It's interesting that you said – I'll have to go back and read the article because I feel like I've heard this several times that Nintendo actually was the top or at the very least the second most marketed uh, game in the gaming industry on like television and, and, and stuff like that. And I, it's actually a big complaint of mine is that Nintendo's Twitter account is mostly marketing. It's not like just <laughs> fun and hype. Sure. It's mostly like here's this new game that we're selling and so we're going to tweet about it for the next 30 days. Um, Mario, if I'm not mistaken, this is the last big Mario thing because Mario Golf comes out after the 31st, which would be the end of Mario's 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the last big Mario push for them as far as the anniversary thing goes. So that would make sense for them to put a little bit more marketing. But I really do believe that it's just it's just that Sony and Microsoft just don't have anything to market right now. Yeah, they they. They just don't. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Before we move on, I'm. I'm sorry. I know. No. I don't, uh, to Leron's point, right? He's <laughs> he's saying there might be a shortage of APUs and and some components for a, a 4K switch or whatever or the Switch Pro. The Switch Pro is not going to be for everyone, right? I, mm-hmm. I I I know I might just be kind of naive or whatever, but a lot of people are going to be fine with a Switch Lite or a base Pro model. You look at the 3DS, you look at the you look at every Nintendo console they've ever redesigned, right? Like that more powerful one only had a handful of things that would either work better or were exclusive. I think the new 3DS only had two exclusive games, right? It was it was Xenoblade Chronicles Z- and, Chronicles. and uh, Minecraft, I think, were the only two mm-hmm. exclusive yeah. games. So I mean the 4K is gonna give the hardcore people that with 4K setups and you know, nice whatever, uh I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think everybody's gonna be rushing out to get a 4K switch like they were 
you know, I think if people find a switch for their kids or, you know, if, if dad goes on a business trip and gets a switch light, like this 4k switch isn't going to be for them. It's going to be for, you know, people like us who, I, I mean, I have a nice 4k monitor here. I would really love to see Zelda <laughs> sparkle and run at 60 frames a second in 4k or whatever. But, uh, I don't know. I, to me, there's a lot of factors into this marketing thing. I think it's to move units to get units off the shelf so they can put a new product out. Well, Corey, that, I think that's an interesting point. It actually leads us into our next story, which is that the Nintendo president actually said the Switch is in the middle of its lifespan right now, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really interesting in the context of what you just said. Also, of this news that came out today from a pretty good source that the Switch Pro is coming later this year. So that's kind Four of the sources back of today, about. right? Right. Or swords. Uh, <laughs> so let me oh, just really no, quick. Pass. This is from, this is from Liz, Olivia Gentry at ZeldaUniverse.net. Nintendo president uh, Furukawa states that he believes the Switch is currently in the middle of its lifespan and that there is much more that can be done with it in the future. With the Switch turning four years old this March, it's possible we won't see a new or upgraded console from Nintendo until at least 2025, maybe. Furukawa also explains that Nintendo is also is always doing technical and market research. Their hardware and software teams are in the same building and are constantly communicating on how to bring new and fun experiences to its console. When making a new console, Furukawa explains that Nintendo considers less about the timing of releasing one and more whether or not they can offer a new experience. Jacob, we'll start with you this time. Given the absence of an announcement about a Switch Pro during the recent Nintendo Direct, what does this statement from Furukawa suggest about the future of the Switch? Are you buying or selling the idea of a Switch Pro coming anytime soon? So I don't I don't have to eat my shoe on this one, like another <laughs> member of the podcast, but I've actually, as time has gone on, I've now I'm now on Ed's side that we won't be seeing a Switch Pro until late, late in the year. Um, it's they just keep passing up the milestones to make the announcement. And at this point, it has to be a, an announced in summer and released as their big thing. Because as the other thing is with Breath of the Wild having no news and like obviously in the direct, they didn't talk about Metroid or Bayonetta. They don't they haven't set up a holiday game. So why not a holiday system and game like a, a middle of the road to top of the line game and a great system to play it on sort of thing? Corey, what about you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I to to Jacob's point, like the game, the game that would have sold the Switch Pro this spring would have been Monster Hunter Rise, and they didn't do it right. They're making a base Switch model for that game, so you don't want to make a a a a console like adjustment announcement without a big game to go along with it. To me, that's that's Breath of the Wild 2. Maybe that's even Bayonetta 3 with like a, you know, higher frame rates or higher resolution with those frame rates. Maybe that's Metroid Prime 4. I think it's coming later this year. I think they're going to make... The, I think it's going to come during the Breath of the Wild 2 presentation announcement. We're going to get... I, I still think there's going to be more Zelda later this year, right? I know their focus is on Skyward Sword until July, but mm-hmm. you have... you we always get some sort of direct in September, whether it's a mini direct, whether it's a, a game specific direct, we always do for me. That's a 35th anniversary Zelda celebration where we're going to get twilight princess and wind waker in the fall. 
they're going to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 for next February or March, and there's going to be a Switch Pro, and it's going to have Zelda plastered all over it. Can I call a shot real quick? Yeah, I just thought about it. this. So I think I'm I'm thinking Metroid Prime 4. I'm, I'm rewriting what I'm saying. Metroid Prime 4 is going to be the holiday release with a Switch Pro base Switch Pro model, just typical black, red, and blue, whatever colors they choose, right? And then in 2022, a Breath of the Wild 2 and Legend of Zelda edition of the Switch Pro will be released. It'll be the same system, but with that Zelda makeover. Mm. And then that's how they'll can, because that, that'll sell. What people, people who have bought, the Switch Pro will buy the Zelda. They'll t- return it in and buy the Zelda version if they are fans of Zelda. Or they're just so, crazy and spend another. Or they're just crazy off. and buy two. Yeah. <laughs> so you think that they're farther along on the new Metroid game then? Yeah. I do. They. I think that they've been pushing hires a lot. Like you see it every week. There's more and more people being hired. That's, and I see think that tells it, me it, that it's further but away. But that's the thing. But that. But that's the thing I've been telling everybody. With the new building with all the hires, Metro Prime Four. It's not ready to go. They're still building that game. We don't even know. They're, they're, they're still hiring in key positions, though. It, they're not. They're not hiring key positions, though. They're hiring like I mean, they're, a couple, they're, but right, it's mostly like artists and just touch up things. Right, and I, I feel like with them moving in their new buildings, doing them some of the hires and stuff, I, they're still building Metroid. Nothing in that game. I don't feel like nothing in Metroid is ready to go. I don't think they got a tread or cut yet, I but think, if they I do think that it's one, farther along than we think. I don't think it's this year. I, I think it's their holiday game next year. Well, yeah. Right. I, I, we got we got to keep it moving. What's your final <laughs> word? Are you buying or selling Switch Pro? You Your name's been invoked several times uh, regarding <laughs> this conversation. What do you think? Um, I think Switch Pro... It's not going to happen no time soon. Um, I think Nintendo. There are they are probably looking at uh, some chips and design stuff and everything. Um, for, as for a Switch Pro and everything, if they do decide to do it, it probably won't be until um, like next year. But knowing Nintendo, if if sales are falling down, that's when they'll release Switch Pro. If Switch sales are not dropping. They're just going to start working on a whole brand new system for a new a new release. There, there's no reason that they're going to be like, well, you know what? We need to upgrade our system. If they're doing, if they're selling bunkers of of what they got with Switch and Switch Lite, there's no need for a pro, regardless of what the games that may be attached with. You know, regardless of Bayonetta, uh, Metroid, or Zelda: Breath of the Wild 2. Regardless of all of that, if the system is selling like hotcakes. They don't need Switch Pro just yet. If the once the once they start dropping down and Xbox and PlayStation name starts taking over, then that's when the Switch Pro is going to happen. I I I was going to say I think like you're probably right, Ed. When they start seeing their sales kind of start dipping and they need to like refresh the the system, that's mm-hmm. when the Switch Pro is going to come. I also think the Switch is just going to be an iPad situation where there's no way they can just go back to mm-hmm. like a ds and a home console that it's got to be a, a some version of what the switch is moving forward forever forever I, I i will say this metroid zelda and bayonetta is not the attachment to the switch pro it's going to be mario why because this is nintendo and mario is such an iconic character their leading what? character their leading character they're going to push switch pro to push mario and but mario mario didn't he, wasn't even pushed on the switch man the switch I, yeah. mario came way later oh, yeah, Honestly, i know that 
Odyssey 2 is due around the same time that they could release a Switch Pro. I, I, I agree with Ed on that. We, we got to we got to keep the movie. Yeah, let's yes. keep moving. This, we're going to talk in circles forever. But I, I will just say this. I, I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to think I'll believe it when I see it for the Switch Pro because Nintendo's made it pretty clear they're not even doing a Switch Pro. And, and you know, their, they their sales the 3DS are... 3DS and then Reggie pulled one out of his pocket yeah, with one of the yeah, little nubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always say that. I don't know. Right again, we could we could talk in circles on this. All right, our final story uh, briefly tonight is landmark study finds link between playing video games and well-being. So this is from Rich Harity at NewsAtlas.com. A first-of-its-kind study from Oxford University has investigated the relationship between well-being and time spent playing video games using novel industry data from two popular video games. The surprising findings revealed a small correlation between longer playtimes and positive well-being. Using anonymized telemetry uh, data supplied by Electronic Arts and Nintendo of America, the research ultimately looked at two games, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Players were invited to opt into the research and alongside objective telemetry data, they completed surveys asking about the emotional well-being and motivation for gaming. Over 3,000 players ultimately contributed to the study, and results surprised the Oxford team. A small but significant correlation between time spent playing and positive well-being was detected. Jacob, we'll start with you. What do you think about the study? Any surprises here? Do you think the results would have been different if they had tested different games? Uh, no. I think overall, gaming as a whole, if you look at it critically like that, it's it it accomplishes three things within you, right? It gives you an escape from the realities of the real world, whether they be crushing or great, whatever. It gives you something, a different place to bring your brain, your imagination and your mind to. It gives you a sense of accomplishment because you are accomplishing tasks, whether it be getting a new kill-death ratio in a <laughs> shooter or solving the hardest puzzle in a game. And then it also just it gives you a sense of control, which is what a lot of people need in their life they need something that they have control over whether it's how clean their house is something that they're doing in a video game or just like their like their jobs like some people enjoy being top of the food chain at their job because they want that sense of control and and games accomplish all of that in one thing no matter what game you're playing um Mm. so i don't think it i don't think it would have been any different i do think that they picked excellent games to do this with i think this gave them gave them a much broader audience to study from but I don't think it would have been different no matter what game they chose. I like the way you broke that down with those three factors. Uh, and it certainly, I think, returns to that idea of uh, Animal Crossing deserved mm-hmm. game of the year for 2020. Uh, Ed, what about you? What are your reactions to this? I, I love the study that they did it, you know, picking like your well-being when you're playing casual games or just video games in general and stuff you know, most times they do a study they want to see how aggressive you get or how violent video games make you react to stuff and there's always a negative context that they're trying to reach for and seeing something like this to be like no this is the positive aspects of gaming and with games like this you know i think that's i think a lot of people don't realize how well that e-rated games sell more than sometimes mature games and stuff a lot of people who are playing e-rated games animal crossing is a big factor with the numbers that they sold is that 
sometimes people want to play a game to relax and enjoy themselves. They don't want to go in sometimes thinking too hard or feeling like, you know, they didn't get to shoot the alien and they or they died and stuff like that. Sometimes people want to be like, I had a, a bad day at home and I want to just play something very easy and very relaxing. So it's good that we got a study like this. And I, I'm, I'm proud that 3,000 people, you know, wanted to do this. Like mm-hmm. that's that's really good to see that people are willing to try something different and show that hey we could play relaxing games and well being games and give you our results. So I'm glad that they did this. Corey, final word. I I couldn't have said either one any better. Like I agree with both of them. Like I I think games give you a sense of of you know you can be somewhere else. You have a sense of control. You you can kind of be you know, imagine who you are in these games. Like it's just, it's just video games are great. And I, I think the world needs to more of the world needs to realize like games aren't just call of duty and just blowing people's heads off. Like you have these different experiences. Like I, I don't care for like the, as big of a destiny fan as I am, I don't really care for shooters, right? Like I would rather play Zelda or, you know, Valkyria Chronicles or fire emblem, you know, like Destiny's an anomaly in my gaming life, right? Like I would rather play these other games, and and you know, it's as the the sooner the world realizes that games aren't this this Mortal Kombat, Call of Duty type thing all the time, Grand Theft Auto thing all the time. It's it's I think people will just people just need to give games a chance, other games a chance, right? Like animal crossing is the best selling game of the year last year. It's, it's nowhere close to being what GTA and call of duty are, you know? So mm-hmm. Corey, let me ask you, this is we, we kind of wrap this up then given the results of this study and mental health and you, you think everybody said in the panel, how do you see this relating to what you want Bosch rush games to be? I mean, I, I I want Boss Rush games to be an escape, and I want it to be a place where people can feel like they can be themselves without being, you know, harassed. You know, whether you're a person of color or is you know sexually orientated a certain way or gay or you know what I mean. Like I I I want people to express themselves, be themselves. Uh, this is a release. This is they can have a place to call home or call you know friends, and and this is. This whole platform, this is what we built it on, right, Ed? We said mm-hmm. yeah. day zero. I say, I say this constantly on shows. I'm going to say it until Boss Rush Games just doesn't exist anymore. We built this platform on the on the phrase, be better. Be better to people. You know, my grandma always told me, treat people how you would want to be treated. And that's, you know, I've, I've made mistakes creating content right throughout my career. I've said things that I'm not proud of at some point in my life. I'm a thousand percent sure of that. This is a place to grow. This is a place to make friends. This is a place to be who you are. You know, every, everybody here is wonderful. We've had very little issues with anybody. I just, you know, I just want this to be a place where people can feel relaxed and not you know, timid to say something, you know, or, or be who they are. And, and that's the goal, right? Like I, I just, it's, it seems like games do provide uh, a unique opportunity for community in that sense. And with community comes improved mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. That was our extended family news segment. <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. Ed, take it away. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, we, we're going to do a link code, but we're going to hold that off to next week. We're going to uh, hop into Doc Mo. The Nintendo Direct has come and gone, and we just f- want to focus a little more on this presentation. We know more games are coming, and with more announcements bound to come. Switch is set with games till August. So, team, thinking about the Direct and hearing that Switch has games set till August, are we excited and relaxed or still curious what will come um to start this off there is a rumor we don't know if it's true um throwing some salt on it with some flavor with some uh, butter and mixing it up in the pan that tony hawk one to two skater may come to switch nintendo and activision are playing around with it because crash 4 is coming but it would be interesting we know disco elysium is dropping in the summer and with a ton of games that they showed at the nintendo press uh nintendo direct there are still more reveals evergate where in our story may be physical and dropping on it so that's something to look forward to but what did you guys think like me and Corey, we did a recap of the Nintendo Direct, but I want to hear from you, Jacob and David. What did you guys think of the Nintendo Direct? What did you take away for it? Are you, like, was it good? Are you relaxed or still curious on what they got? Uh, I'm going to start with you, David. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I listened to the uh, recap that you guys did, and I, I really enjoyed uh, hearing your thoughts on that. I would say for me, it was okay. Uh, I do think people expect too much from Nintendo sometimes. Like, I just want to be like, what? What do you? What? What will Nintendo do that will actually make you happy? Oh, Metroid! Oh, Zelda! <laughs> all the Zelda! All the Mario! But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just ridiculous expectations sometimes. Uh, that being said, for me personally, it was just an okay direct. I. I was glad that they announced Skyward Sword HD. I was glad that they announced the DLC for um, Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. Some of the other games look okay. which I gotta give, which I gotta give to you, David, that you predicted that and that happened. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was a given. I, I mean, if they didn't, I feel like I would have just been more shocked than anything. But my disappointment with the direct is, and Jacob probably has similar feelings on this. It was four days or three days before the 35th anniversary of Legend of Zelda, and they didn't mention the anniversary once in the direct. And then, of course, we know on the day of, they didn't tweet about it. So that was a little disappointing to me. That would be the only criticism I would have of the direct. Um, But, you know, I'm really happy that for the first time in 500-something days, we got a direct, and they seem to be pretty clear that there's another one coming this year. So I'm going to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt and, and say thank you. May I have another? <laughs> yes. What about you, Jacob? Uh, so a couple things I want to I want to personally clear up. Um, this hasn't been the first direct in in 500 days. They've done partner directs. They've done yeah. This, this was directs. like a first. Those are still like... directs. I'm being technical, but those are still directs. You're the it's worst. Not a full Nintendo direct. You're the worst. You're I'm a terrible Nintendo fan. You're not angry. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I uh, but. This so like I don't understand y'all. This is this was like an awesome direct for me, man. Mm-hmm. I've been we've been my community, the Otter Kingdom community, has been super super into community game nights, which we do every Saturday at seven p.m. And this had that dodgeball game. That game looks super cool. I I hope it's at like I, I'll pay like thirty bucks for it or free if it has like 
pay pay to gain stuff type of deal. Um, but that game looked really cool. Fall Guys is coming to the Switch, which is only a matter of time. But I cannot wait to run around as a little Metroid or Link or or Mario Fall Guy Bean. That's going to be awesome for community game nights. Mario Golf, that Super Rush thing, the running to your ball, that is like that is like so much so much better than the Mario Tennis game that they released on the Switch. That game was great. I loved Mario Tennis, but Mario Rush, Mario Golf Super Rush looked awesome. Neon White looks like a speedrunner's dream. I don't know if y'all remember that one from the mm-hmm. Direct, but that was the one with the, like, basically it was card first-person shooter gameplay. It had real, like, the movement had real, like, Overwatch vibes to it. Like, real, yeah. like, fast-paced Overwatch vibes. That's from the maker of Donut County, by the way. That's if you insane. That. That's it, yeah, like he his his spectrum of game or their spectrum of gameplay is off the charts because they went from Donut County to this thing. Um, obviously, the Hyrule Warriors DLC was cool. I think it is really weird that they didn't like they didn't even talk about it. They put it on the screen for like twenty seconds and didn't say a thing of what seconds. was on there. Um, <laughs> Don't even get me started on Nintendo's lack of respect for the Zelda series and the 35th anniversary. I could I could spend an entire podcast just yelling at the microphone about that. Um, and and so much JRPG love and tactical RPG love. Oh my gosh! Like this was if you're an RPG fan, this is your year on Nintendo consoles, man. Because not only do they have uh, Pyra and and Mithra coming to Switch, or coming to Smash Brothers, which is super cool and like that that uh, that Sheik and Zelda melee style. But they've got Square Enix. I think announced. I think announced two different RPGs. Plus, they've got Bravely Default coming out. And then, uh, although I will admit that uh, uh, the Salt Iron RPG Triangle Strategy, mm-hmm. I oh, freaked project, out at first. Yeah. If you look at it, so they've got the red, blue, and green, and go back and watch it, and the the green, the guy that they showed on like the green flames looks like a very strangely designed link, like they're going in a new thing, or they maybe they gave Zelda to like a new, like here's another indie developer that has the rights to Zelda for a game, and I freaked out thinking it was Zelda news, and then it was like, oh, it's Triangle Strategy, okay, which by the way, that's a dumb name, and they're gonna keep it because they did that with Octopath Traveler too. <laughs> Great, I hope yeah. they keep it. I want. Talk about I, I, how dumb it is for the next three years, but how great the game is. Yeah. Oh, oh. no, it looks so good. I, I compared to us compared to something called Infinite Undiscovery from PlayStation Three. Hey, hey, <laughs> that game was Tactics. very mediocre at best. Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Advance. I love those game. Advanced Wars, uh, War Groove on the Switch. I'm I'm a big Tactics RPG fan, so I'm all for that. Um, but no, yeah, this, this direct was popping, man. I don't know. And, and then the joy con. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that was the highlight of the direct. I managed to snag two, one for myself and one for rebellion. Oh, my sh- girlfriend, uh, from target today, uh, hopefully going to be able to snag a third for a giveaway for my channel. So be looking forward to that maybe, but, uh, man, that, this direct was awesome. Anybody who says it's a anything less than an A, I don't understand. Y'all. I need like, it. Y'all clearly okay. aren't Nintendo but fans. My frustration with the Joy-Con thing, because look, and, and I feel the same way, Jacob. But I I think we should always just 
there's no reason we should criticize Nintendo when they give us that much stuff. But yeah. I do wish sometimes that Nintendo wouldn't create this intentional shortage of stuff because, like, mm-hmm. scalpers buying up those Joy Cons frustrates me to no end. I know. I want, order, a, but- I want a pair, but I know they're going to go on sale at like four o'clock in the morning. And by the time I, you know, Wario 64 sends me the notification, they're going to be gone. And you're going to mm-hmm. have to pay a premium for them. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And but I, I know Nintendo and Nintendo just like look, we're going to have stock shipped out to stores for you guys to go in and buy. So you don't have to buy from the scalpers. They they say Nintendo. That, they say that all the time though, and then yeah, you go yeah, in and yeah. there's like three of them in there, right? So, um, yeah, that's true. So this yeah. is this is a big complaint that I've had for every every company anywhere, no matter what genre you're talking about. Pre-orders should never ever run out because if someone, all you have to do is say, "Hey, if you agree to this, you are paying right now, and you will not get your money back. You are signing up for this, and you will get it. We promise." But you just have to right? wait because then it's like, "Oh, hey, we got seven thousand Joy-Con pre-orders. Make eight thousand Joy-Con and send the thousand to store shelves, and then the people who waited, they can be the ones who fight over them." Fighting over pre-orders is nuts to me. Mm-hmm. That but should I never think, be a thing. I think because pre-orders is a problem now because of the bot situation, mm-hmm. um, due to PlayStation and Microsoft, and it's not the it's not up to it's not their fault, but they still could they maybe be able to do something but, about it. it but uh, I'm just saying that right now bot usage has just grown exponentially because of the PlayStation and and Microsoft. Normally when you when Scarpers was doing everything, they were waiting in line with everybody else to get this, like three or four four things. This seems that like a, this seems like another full podcast type discussion that we could probably <laughs> have at some point. It, it is. But, but the the to the bot situation, if they made pre-orders a you buy you you pre-order it, we will make a we will make your copy because you've paid for it already, then the bot situation would be gone. It doesn't matter how those those people would just be losing money because anyone who needed it that bad would have pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, w- I will say with the games from the direct, I think it, yes, it was good to see that we got the Zelda Joy Cons, the Monster Hunter Pro Controller. I'm so glad I was able to get that from Press Buy. Um, hopefully, the system is a pre-order. Uh, and None everything. of this stuff is available on Amazon, by the way. None of it. None of it. <laughs> um, what I, do I, I pay for think- Prime for? I think the games that they show, it you know whether you like the direct or not, like the presentation was well done. There's mm-hmm. something for everybody that's there. I uh, Dan wrote, uh, Dan Dan wrote uh, an article on it. I uh, have a piece up on Boss Rush Games with the along with them where we talk about like what we took away from it, and then like the five new IPs that's coming for that system. I I, I think. Zelda, Bale, and Metroid is going to be for E3 with, the Nintendo, mm-hmm. with their Nintendo Direct. Um, I, and I, I think what what would have happened if they did show those three? Well, will we still be talking about it? Or will we just be like, well, the Direct was the best because they showed the game that I'm looking forward to. The, fe- the February or the, the early year Direct is always games like this, right? Like, it's, it's they like, they tease Splatoon 3. Nobody, like, that's probably their biggest underdog game at the I point. About like th- that, yeah. they announced their biggest new IP in the you know they uh, third game. It how many times do you get the same IP on on a single Nintendo console, right? Like they it, Reg, like that was a huge quote going around when Reggie was still there. Like, 
hey, we only make we we try to evaluate RIP and see what fits. We usually only try to make one game per console and then move on to the next console with the next iteration in the in the series, right? And the fact mm-hmm. that we're getting Splatoon three, granted, Splatoon two basically like a 1.5 ish thing they needed a game at launch that was a killer game at launch splatoon 3 is going to be animal crossing big i think yeah and this oh, yeah. and it's been five years of development yeah. for that so. you know so like this now jacob i want to ask you like if they did show a breath of the wild 2 and uh, yes a new mic did come in and just say <laughs> he did nothing he he shaded everybody <laughs> the whole Zelda <sighs> fan base that's because uh, they're about uh, to talk about skyward sword you really think people want to hear about skyward sword and not breath of the wild 2 i'm sorry i'm sorry i know people <laughs> like skyward sword i like the story of skyward sword i don't care to play it i'm going to play it okay <laughs> i'm going to fight <laughs> but, but they, if you didn't come out and say something about Breath of the Wild 2 beforehand, people mm-hmm. would have just annihilated this direct, no matter mm-hmm. what games they liked. That's mm-hmm. true. David, what would you have liked to see if they did the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer? Is it continuing from Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, like mixing it in? Or do we get more details from the 2019 presentation mm-hmm. at E3? I, I think my only complaint, and I appreciate that they even just said more news is coming. Like, I, mm-hmm. that was a nice acknowledgement. But it would have been nice if they had even just a small teaser just to give us a little something mm-hmm. or explain just like, hey, you know, COVID is set. Here's why there's been a delay. And we're working on getting you a new trailer in June. Or so, just to give people a little bit more to go on, that would have been satisfying for me. Because we're Nintendo and we'll put the game out when it's ready and you'll like it. And we know that Monolith Soft is helping them. So the Nintendo, yeah. so the Zelda team and Monolith, once again, combined it together to make this big world. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're probably arguing some of the same assets, but they probably are creating new assets. And once again, annuing them just like, how do we improve upon this game? Because we just don't want to make this feel like this is Breath of the Wild 1.5. We want to make the, or if we're doing Breath of the Wild 2, we want really want to make sure that we're continuing the story in the same universe, but we I... want it to grow. I want to point out, by the way, side tangent. It'll take 30 seconds, I promise. See, uh, Monolith has four teams, by the way. Four teams. One's working on Breath of the Wild. One's working on their new IP. Right? What are the mm-hmm. other two teams doing? Are they one, one better be porting Xenoblade Chronicles X, and one better be giving us Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's all I yeah. can say. I started playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 again, and... Oh, that's all I have to say. The end. David, the end, Ed. Do you think that because of Monolith Soft having kind of like a two party system with Xenoblade, you think that idea is playing in with Zelda and Link fighting together? Please give me Zelda. Please give me Zelda. Please. I, I mean, and you know. There have been other Zelda games in the past where you can play other characters besides Link. Majora's Mask mm-hmm. had a moment where you could play another character. Um, you can play Zelda for short periods of time in Spirit Tracks. So it's it's actually been done in small quantities before. So I, I think I, I would be more surprised than not if we can't play Zelda th- this time around. I think I think Zelda's going to be the new mechanic. I think she, you, she's going to be more of like a ranged character. I bet she, you know you're going to be able to swap 
them, I think you're going to use them both. To, the, I mean, Ed and I had a huge conversation with Celeste on, on this, like what mm-hmm. over the summer, I think, yeah. about how Zel, Zel, you're going to be able to swap between them to solve puzzles. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, use them to like distract enemies while the other one you like uses other attacks. Like it's going to be this. It's going to be. It's going to be the new mechanic. It's it's switch totally. online two player co op. No, or, don't give me that garbage. Make- don't give I mean, me that or, or 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 go play or or hold on one second or maybe they actually did take something from Platinum Games and no, the Astro Chain. I'm just saying, okay. It's time to move on. Ed's getting into weird territory here. <laughs> just say just saying that Anuma and the team are probably thinking of so many ideas for this game. And if they just if they release something and they be like, you know what? They're doing their best not to talk because they they probably don't want to keep delaying this game, pushing it back, pushing it back. You everybody knows that the Zelda games have a history of being delayed what, for five or six years or something before they released it. They're gonna delay. It. They're gonna keep delaying it. They're just gonna sell sixty dollar ports and just keep delaying it and ba- but, but, keep know, banking all that cash. They're gonna be like, oh, oh, what Zelda's not but, on Switch? Wind Waker. Here you go, sixty but, bucks. But Nintendo is good of keeping me hungry. It's starving me. Like I will see mm-hmm. that trailer. I would be like, mm-hmm. I I want this game. I want this and game. They're, and they're gonna keep giving Stockholm you thirty second trailers, and they're like, oh, here's Twilight <laughs> Princess. Oh, here's a N sixty four double pack of Majora's Mask in in Ocarina of Time. Oh, you want them GBA games? We're gonna delay Breath of the Wild two again. Here you go. You know that's this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> so, but yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jacob. Well, I just wanted to cap onto that of. I actually am the opposite is that I, I just want to hear a release date and then I don't want them to say anything else. I want to go into Breath of the Wild 2 completely unaware of what's going on and, and what the story is and what the mechanics are. I, I want to experience that for my first, for myself the first time playing the game, not watching Nintendo Treehouse play it. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to say is if you want an idea of how a Zelda and Link co-op style Zelda game would work, play Hunted the Demon for the Demon's Forge. I don't know if any of y'all have I ever do. heard I that. I remember that game. It was like uh, a it was like this kind of like darker kind of like medieval Gears of War style clone game where like there where, was a ranged character and a kind of mm-hmm. a close up melee character. Yeah. And they they would be on separate tiers in the world and like the melee character would be like stuck and the range character would have to figure out like a puzzle to be able to get mm-hmm. the melee character moving through the next area and like it was it's so so good. Mm-hmm. Um so that would be that would be how I'd want that to work. But I I really don't want to hear much more about Breath of the Wild too. I so, just want to experience it. Yeah. So last question for everybody. Oh boy. What is what is the one game that you took away from the under direct and what is the one game you're hoping that they'll show in the next direct which will probably be at e3 Corey, the game i'm most excited for from this direct is mario golf uh i love mario golf and this one looks amazing uh the next direct are we going like games that are already announced or like a new game just just anything new something unexpected give me xenoblade chronicles 3 Okay. They, I mean, they tease. They've been teasing Xenoblade stuff. They added more Xenoblade characters to Smash. There's Xenoblade coming, guys. It's, it's, it's something. I don't care if it's a port of X or three, but just, just give me more Xenoblade. Okay, Jacob. What is one game that you took from this direct, and what's one game that you're hoping for the next direct that they show? 
Skyward Sword HD coming to the Nintendo Switch. That's my favorite game from this Direct. I'm really excited to play that again, especially with the motion controls. Love the motion <laughs> controls in that game. You make uh, me sad, Jacob. You know what, buddy? I'll always be here for you. <laughs> um, uh, whenever life gets you, makes you feel too happy, I can always be here to bring you down. Thanks. Uh, um, uh, and then I want so badly from Nintendo for them to give the Kid Icarus IP to either Bandai Namco or Atlas and for them to make that game, that IP, in a Demon Souls, Dark Souls style game. I think a realistic Kid Icarus hard as nails game would be so, so cool. It would be cool. I, I, we, Ed and I have actually talked about a Kid Icarus if it was in the vein of Breath of the Wild, but more vertical. With, mm-hmm. You know, I think that that was cool, but this, this is probably better. It's probably a better idea. Let's be honest. Yeah. Jacob, same oh. questions. I mm, not you, Jacob. I'm sorry. David, <laughs> same questions to you. Uh, well, we didn't give enough love to DC Superhero Girl, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I probably will. I'll admit I'm probably going to buy that, though. I think my, my kids will like that game. Um, my favorite game, like Jacob, uh, was Skyward Sword HD, and I also am a fan of the motion controls. But uh, for sake of saying something else, I will say Company that. Company obligation excited. for Zelda Dungeon. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for the DLC for um, Age of Calamity. That's that's one of my top three favorite Zelda games ever, so I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, thinking about future uh, Nintendo Directs, I really want Mario Kart 9, and I actually hope that they take a page out of Diddy Kong's Racing, which is one of my all-time favorite Nintendo race games, and have some sort of campaign or story mode in there that involves racing, because I loved that as a kid, and you know, I, what I, I'm trying to think of like where can Mario Kart go next, and that's, that's an idea that I would love to see as a story there. Can I ask you something about Mario Kart 9, David? Mm-hmm. Do you want them yeah. to do like a Smash style thing where they just add all kinds of characters from different IP in it, or do you just want to keep the Mario characters? I I don't want it to be a Nintendo Kart. I I, I like. I mean, maybe it's because I grew up playing Mario Kart and I'm attached to the idea, and I don't like change. But um, you know, I, the only thing that I feel like it's missing, I I don't think we need random characters in there from other you know franchises i like the mario field but i love a good story and i think there's a way you know diddy kong did it to where you know the the evil whiz pig had um (laughs) you know these powers and you had to go do these races to win back artifacts i think to defeat him and it would be really fun to do something like that with mario kart or a more realistic mario kart where you can like spend time specking the your wheels and stuff yeah yeah Okay. Well, for me, the game that I took away from this direct was Neon White. Uh, I love the traversal. It reminds me of Titanfall 2. Like, I feel like this is going to be a new IP that I'm just going to really dig and just have fun with. And probably, I'll probably do a review for it. Like, it looks really good and it got me like pumped and stuff. Um, the one game that I'm hoping that they show in the next Nintendo Direct is Metroid Prime 4. I want, I, I want to see what with all this new hype, all of these American de- Western developers coming together to make a Metroid game, I want to know, are we getting new powers? Are we going to get new movements? Um, what is the world we're going to be on? Like, are we going to have voice acting? What's the story and everything? I really want to see what they bring and what's the Amiibo going to be like? Uh, are we going to get a Switch Metroid? 
um, edition of it where we literally get like a clear kind of like the amiibo with the Metroid where it was like the Metroid on it that broke out the glass Mm -hmm. like a clear pro controller with that or even Joy-Cons showing Metroids into it like artwork or something I can feel Larry Giver just melting in his chair right now just feel him (laughs) just melting like i i want to see what they do and that would be exciting if, and maybe just like yeah you know they make that metro prime 4 announcement and then bam here's metro fusion and metro zero mission uh for for the uh switch all hd rest and ready to go it's i bet like. i bet they show a small trailer for metroid prime 4 this summer and with the follow-up to a metroid prime hd trilogy collection for switch Mm -hmm. this year i bet i bet they do um the more and more i think about it or they i I think they lead with a metroid prime 4 trailer and then they lead into a trailer for the metroid uh trilogy hd trilogy Mm -hmm. i do think metroid prime 4 is going to be a little bit different than the other metroid prime games just based on who they've hired Mm -hmm. you know i think it's going to be a little bit more halo and a little less Metroid. Although the exploration and stuff is still going to be key, scanning things, terminals, all that kind of stuff. But, dude, they've hired some pretty big names from other first-person shooter companies that I think that this is... I think it's going to be Halo and, for and, and Switch. I, I, well, well, yeah, I think what they'll probably have to learn is how do we make a connected world? Because those developers have only made games that are based off of levels. They haven't yeah. made a connected world together. Yeah. So to see them come together, they'll have the gameplay and the environments that's, and the that's physical fine. stuff. I mean, you that you have environment designers for that reason, right? I mean, like they hired someone from Jedi Fallen Order, and that whole game is a connected. Like those, all those hubs are connected worlds. So I think you'll mm-hmm. be able to be just fine. But I. Again, uh, probably a huge discussion for another day. <laughs> I, I I will say this, and I'm, we're going to get to our plugs and stuff. I mean, our what, playing with Palmer. If they would have got some from, someone from Insomniac, I think I probably would have passed out. Because <laughs> as someone from Insomniac would have joined uh, Retro, uh, Retro Studios to help with the Metro Prime game, I think I literally would have lost it. I, I would have been cool like... Weapons. What and what is what is this game now? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. So everybody, that has been our uh, doc mode for the Nintendo Direct. Uh, we want to know what you guys think. You can email us at powerblock at gmail dot com. Nope, um, powerblock podcast. Oh, powerblock podcast. No, what is it? Nintendo powerblock at gmail dot com. Nintendopowerblack at gmail.com. I got to get all of that together. I got to redesign uh, some things. Um, we want to know what you guys took away from the Direct, what you guys want to see in the future Direct. Um, what are you hoping for, Breath of the Wild 2? Is it going to be Zelda and Link together fighting? You know, I, I'm excited. What do you think of Bayo, Metro, whatever? Um, but now, everybody, it's time for Playing With Power. Jacob, what have you been playing with power uh, I did a 24-hour live stream of Super Mario 3D World. I have 100%ed all of Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. I'm not a fan of Bowser's Fury. It's actually kind of a letdown in my eyes after the amazingness that is 3D World. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I've started playing on my on my Twitch channel, which I stream typically Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Saturday from noon to 5 or from 9 to 5, um, 
I've started Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses, and I'm actually doing a very unique playthrough of it where I'm only focusing on the uh, the like relationships building, and when we get into battle sections, I'm doing auto battle and just accepting whatever happens. So <laughs> I've already lost. I'm on mission two, and I've already lost uh, Felix from the Blue Lions. He is dead now, and oh, they don't fine. even Nobody recognize cares about it. Felix. Nobody cares. Yeah, about Felix. apparently they, don't, they 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 really don't because they were just like like the game just went no, on. She's Nobody not a. He he's not there. a. He's not an anime girl with you know. A bunch of uh, lady parts wow. sticking out, so they don't care. Yeah, wow. Yeah, um, but am I wrong? Uh, and then other than that, I'm also doing a let's play. Uh, me and me and Rebelity, my girlfriend, are doing a let's play of uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and I'm actually nuzlocking it, which has been a real nightmare. I've lost a lot of Pokemon there as well. So mm. sad. Fail. Yeah. What, Corey? What are you playing with Power? I've been playing Super Mario 3D World, and let me tell you, it is the best 3D Mario game, hands down. I don't care who says it's not a 3D Mario game. You are wrong. It's right there in the title. 3D World. Okay. People have argued with me that it's not a real 3D Mario game, and I say, I don't care. It's better than Odyssey. It's better than Galaxy. It's better than 64. You're all wrong. Uh, It's an amazing game. Everybody should play it. If you have a Switch or a Wii U hanging out somewhere and you listen to this and don't own a Switch, I don't know why. We should. It's replayability is off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing it pretty much solo. Uh, I've also been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I love that game. It is is a beautiful game. I would argue... Would argue that it's prettier than Breath of the Wild in a lot of places. Uh, But that's an argument that I have with myself daily. So, it's, it's just saying, it's a great game. You should play it. David, besides editing Colonial Marines, what have you been playing with power? <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> no, hold on. Alien Colonial Marines? Is this real? It's a fantastic game, and I don't want to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> I would love to hear about it. I want to I want to know about oh, this game. That could fill a whole podcast, too. Um so I had this last week off of work, which was great. So I got to play a lot more games than normal. So I'll, I'll be quick with my list. Um, I'm still trying to roll credits on Spirit Tracks on my 3DS. Um, I am working my way through Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the first time, which I'm loving. And I, I, I bought the second one already, so I have that ready to go. Um, I For the Zelda anniversary, I'm playing a second quest of the original game, and I, I've never actually completed the second quest, so I'm excited to do that. And then uh, I've been playing a ton of Animal Crossing, so that's kind of where I'm at with, with that. What have you been playing, Ed? So what I've been playing with Power, uh, which we'll talk next week, is pri- uh, Project Triangle Strategy. Um, I'll give more detail about that uh, Um I don't want to get into story beats with it just yet, um, but I want to wait till I talk to everybody about it, but I'm playing that. Uh, Nino Kuni, I'm getting a little bit further on into that game, enjoying that. Uh, Streets of Rage 4, I've been playing. Um, I got a game called The Takeover. It was really cheap. It was like a beat-em-up game, and it's okay. It's, it's nothing 
nothing surprising about that uh project starship x um it's just like very anime-ish goofiness uh but really really fun um with that and uh that's pretty much what i've been playing with power for my switch there i, I keep looking at some games that be like i need to finish this thing this game and stuff um you know jumping back into xenoblade chronicles and xenoblade chronicles 2 um and I really want to play the DLC, but I got to wait till I finish those two games. Uh, but that's what I've been playing with Power. So, everybody, that has been Nintendo Power Block. Oh, man, great discussions, great news segments, great doc mode. Uh, but before we go, uh, once again, everybody, uh, follow Crossroads at PS underscore Crossroads. Um, you guys uh, check them out tomorrow at 8 p.m. Um, with uh, Nick Apostolides. Um, uh, he's going to be joining the team. He's the voice actor uh, Leon S. Kennedy. I don't know. I'm probably going to get wrecked about that name, but I'm just saying. Um, do check into the uh, Twitch at Exodus803, E-X-O-D-U-S-803. And if you love his content and you love seeing the show there, definitely follow him on Twitch and definitely um, give him some love on YouTube at Exodus803. Um, come Go check out his work and the whole PlayStation team uh, content and stuff. Um, we're going to get into plugs. Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter. You can find me on Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and also the Boss Rush podcast. I'm I'm I miss this. I miss this show so much. Like I, I'm I'm like I really missed it. <laughs> Jacob, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere on uh yeah, you can find me everywhere on the internet at Galatrad, G-A-L-U-T-R-A-D. I also have my community, the Otter Kingdom, which you can hit a Discord link in my Twitter uh, Twitter account. Um, we play community game nights every Saturday, and like I said, I stream Monday through Friday, seven to ten, uh, unless I'm here ho- helping to host on the podcast. Um, and then I also wanted to shout out Exodus. The man's like uh quick math like 25 people away from hitting 100 on uh subscribers on youtube which is totally free to subscribe on youtube and that'll allow him to make a custom youtube link you must uh, pay so me one dollar not... to subscribe to Laurent's youtube channel it's the rules <laughs> <laughs> um i think based off the numbers that we have on on the pow block podcast if less than 10 percent of the, the listeners of pow block podcast just went over and just hit that subscribe button on a youtube account he would hit that so let's get that let's get him there let's do that because uh uh yeah that's and like same shout out to all the people in otter kingdom do that as well go over exodus 803 on youtube um and let's get him there let's get him to 100 follows let's do it or subscribers it's not follows it's follows on twitch subscribers on youtube it's all the same yeah. just hit the button uh, yep yes um uh, david where can we find you you can find me at david lasby on twitter on zeldadungeon.net themighty.com and bossrushgames.com Yes, and you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and other podcast apps. Check out World One One Podcast on Podbean. We've been going back through our old episodes, so you guys can follow us there. Um, also check out more at Nintendo Podblock and Bosch Rush Podcast, um, and Crossroads One V One Talk the Walk, and more of our content at BoschRushGames.com. We got a lot of stories up. My uh, Cyber Shadow review is up there if you guys want to read it. Um, and we're just getting ready for. 
some more great things to come to Power Block. Um, get ready though for next month, everybody. We are doing some fantastic things. We got our next quiz show happening next month. We got a community game with Nintendo Power Block that you guys will be able to check out. And for the first time, you guys are going to really like this. And it's going to be really funny. We are doing our first ever fan fiction reading. Oh, yes, everybody. The Power Block crew will be doing a fanfic story and we will be acting it out during reading. So it's something that you don't want to miss. It's something that you guys will definitely would love to check out. What it's gonna be, you have to you have to check out. So with that, everybody, once again, check out PS underscore crossroads on Twitch. Uh, I mean on Twitter and check out Exodus 803 on YouTube and on Twitch. 8 p.m. You guys will be able to check out the podcast live. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you next time on Nintendo Pop Lock. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Goodbye. Goodbye.